This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. Starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge of your seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS. FX presents Under the Banner of Heaven. This case I'm working on is a double murder. Inspired by the true crime bestseller by John Krakauer. Oh my God. And starring Academy Award nominee Andrew Garfield. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. FX's Under the Banner of Heaven. All new Thursdays, only on Hulu. I didn't know what to do. I'm by myself recording the introduction. This is Landon, by the way. And I didn't know what to do. Cliff's not here. Zach's not here. I just felt speechless on to do the good morning or good evening or whatever Cliff, uh, however Cliff does it when we start the podcast. Well, guys, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. We hang out and talk about hunting and fishing. Our podcast was collaboration of four outdoorsmen who somehow afforded podcast equipment and figured out how to release content on the internet. These are our stories, opinions, and perceptions of outdoor pursuits in the modern world, sporting world. Today's podcast is a little bit different. <clears throat> this past weekend, we went out to Oktoberfish in Fredericksburg, and we recorded a couple interviews on Sunday with some other vendors that we met out there. And so we're just going to play those interviews for you. There's three of them. The first portion is going to be with Tim Lafferty and Tim Geekus. They're the two guys who put on the event for Hill Country Fly Fishers. And they're just going to talk about the event, how long it's been going on, some history. It was a really good time. It's a smaller local event, but they do a lot of education. And they make it real easy. It's very family-friendly. It's a small event. You can go sit at a table and watch other fly tires. You can take a casting class. It's very education-oriented. That's our first interview. Then we move into an interview with Martin Persh. Uh, He owns Country Fly Fisher Shop. He's a Fredericksburg legend who has a mini fly shop across his driveway. We just got to talk with him. I think he was 87. But he just has a lot of knowledge who is really fun to talk with. And I've personally talked with multiple people. It's like, oh, you got to go to the fly shop. You got to go to the fly shop. I've never been able to find it. We'll make sure to put his information in the description. If you guys are ever going through Fredericksburg and want to stop by a fly shop, I would go and check this place out. So then our third interview is with Good Fly. Alan and Steve, they're a nonprofit. You guys just wait to hear what they do. I'm not even going to try to explain it. What they do is really cool, and they really talk about 
how they do these events for uh, our public servants and our communities. So I hope you guys enjoy these interviews, and we're definitely going to be going to Oktoberfish next year. So mark your calendars. Uh, it's going to be October 22nd through 23rd of 2022. We'll be out there. Mark your guys' calendars because it's a really good event, and it's going to be in Kerrville next year. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the interviews. All right, everybody, we're out at Oktoberfish. We have two guests with us, Tim Lafferty and also Tim Geekus. And uh, these, Tim Lafferty, you put the event on, didn't you? Well, me and several other people. Okay. This, is, this is our 18th annual year of doing Y'all this. Y'all doing this 18. 18 years? Yeah, well, they started out towards Mason, and they used to have uh, porta-potties, and, you know, it was pretty rustic yeah and uh you'd have to watch out for rattlesnakes and it was more of an rv tent type thing uh-huh but it sort of evolved i, I think at this venue that we're using this year and last we used the same one last year in fredericksburg this is a far cry from that yeah we've been this is uh will you tell everyone about this venue sure because it is really nice it is nice this is a, a club member. He's a club member and a, and a good supporter of us his name's mickey pool and he is uh, he and burl outlaw Burl, by the way, was a vi- former vice retired vice president from G. Loomis. Okay. okay. So there's some connection there. But anyway, uh, this event center doubles as a tasting room and an and event center that can be used for weddings, meetings, or events like ours. And so it's 11,600 square feet. I mean, it's state-of-the-art Oh, lighting, state-of-the-art sound. Yeah, it's real nice. Tra- travertine tile from Turkey. It's not linoleum or anything like that <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't it's, it's not anything remotely like a uh, some of the places they've used in the past for the venue but this is a great place the uh, it's got equal amount of uh, space outside with the top quality astroturf so if you're doing casting lessons or what have you you're not traipsing through dusty things and right down the uh, uh, just down the embankment that it's got a nice walkway you go to the Paternalis River. There's over a mile of private access. Yeah. So people fish. They they take fly casting lessons from guys that we bring in from around the state, primarily from Fort Worth and Dallas. Mm-hmm. We have fly tires that this year ranged from 11 to 87. We had a little girl that uh, competed in national uh, fly tying events that was 11 years old. We've got two high school students. Yep. We've, we've got uh, Dutch uh, who's like won several national awards for fly tying? A whole array of those guys, and then we have Martin Persh, who has the uh, local fly shop here, the Country Fly Fisher. He's eighty-seven; he turns eighty-eight in December, and so I've that, been wanting to go by that shop for a while. I think you should. He's yeah. uh, he's the co-founder of the of the club that's evolved. Uh, it's had a number of names: Heart of the Hills Fly Fishers, Fredericksburg Fly Fishers, and so forth. But we want it to be less. Um, uh, provincial, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so we expanded it uh, to the Texas Hill Country Fly Fishers. In so doing, we've reached out to uh, Kerrville, uh, to Bernie, to uh, Dripping Springs, and... Uh, Fair Oaks Ranch. Fair Oaks Ranch, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't drive that far. I just drive around <laughs> town. That's why I don't have any mileage on my car. But anyway, the uh, we have people coming in from all over the, all over the region. Yeah. So... So y'all combined into one big club. 
Absolutely. As opposed to being yeah. a bunch of smaller branches. Right. So what we've got is uh, our, our membership now is right around 160. Oh, okay. And that, wow. that rivals, like, for instance, the the number of people in the Houston club. Yeah. The difference is, is Houston's uh, one of the five biggest cities in the United States. Right. And our club is uh, basically serves an area encompassing about thirty five or forty thousand people. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's great. What um what are your let's get the dates for next year lined out. So that way I I a lot I talk to people all the time and I've known about this event for years. I've always had a conflict. But I talk to people all the time. You know, I'm going you can, to October fifth. You, you can see a psychiatrist if you have <laughs> <laughs> I tell people about Oktoberfish, and they're like, what's Oktoberfish? And so I think there's a lot of people, even in our area that are close to us, that don't know what it is. Um, what are the dates for next year, and where is it going to be located? Okay. So that way people can put it on their radar, well, they be sh- aware of it. They should, because, uh, you know, and, and we do marketing, and some people think we're probably overstating the fact. But this is primarily an educational uh, seminar. People come here that have never picked up a fly rod before, to people that come in, like the gentleman I was just talking to before we got together, he's got a Winston rod. It's, those are super expensive, made in Massachusetts. And uh, he's here to fine-tune. So it's really, it's, it's for all levels, all mm-hmm. levels of people wanting to learn how to fly fish, people that have just begun to fly fish, people that bring their spouses. They, they're hoping that they will fly fish with them. Yeah, And, and we have uh, also have uh, expanded into... Being not just a little group of guys sitting around drinking coffee or beer and uh, talk, telling fishing stories, we're, we're educational. We have younger people in, 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 uh, that are engaged with our club, and we have a vice president that's a woman, uh, Lindsay Holland. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay was on the U.S. Uh, Olympic shooting team, so she she's really a go-getter. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and she she can shoot shotguns pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd imagine. So so don't don't step on her toes, <laughs> or her little dog Rue's toes. You know, either way, it's it's probably not, not a good, good idea. But but uh, we this year we've had every uh, group that you can think of that supports fly fishing from a uh, therapeutic standpoint. Mm-hmm. We have the good fly people that do fly fishing events free for. First responders, EMS, police, firemen, um, military. Mm-hmm. We have a casting for recovery, which is a ladies' group for cancer uh, patients or people uh, that have, are recovering or have recovered from cancer. Women. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, Texas Hill Country Fly Fishing ladies with us, and they did a uh, silent auction during this this past event yesterday, and they raised more money at that event. You know, piggybacking on our event. Yeah for a great cause and they were ecstatic so they'll be there next year for sure um we had a real recovery that's a cancer support group for men yeah and i've i've attended one of those and it's really good because men that have cancer unlike women usually don't want to talk about it and so when everybody has the same problem they're pretty uh more open Yeah. yeah and they have counselors and stuff in the evening for those things so it's a great that's a great group we have Fly Fishers International, which we're a charter club member. They do tons of conservation work throughout the United States and beyond. And I think that'd be a good point to mention uh, is that all of the clubs, the Houston Fly Fishers, Alamo Fly Fishers, Hill Country Fly Fishers are San, all... San Gabriel Fly Fishers. Are the all, Fort, Fort Worth Club's the largest. Okay. And they're all uh, clubs of the International Federation of Fly Fishers. That's or, correct. Yeah. 
Well, yes, they are. Not they. The clubs are affiliated. Uh, some clubs are charter clubs. Clubs that make it a option aren't given the same status. Not that that's a big deal, but yeah. but okay. It, yeah, we're but, a charter club, so every member. What is that? Yeah, what does that yeah, mean? Every member of our club is a member of FFI automatically. It's okay. part of our club charter. And I'm still calling it IFFF, but it's Fly Fishers International right. now. Right. So yeah. if um, if people wanted to join, do they have to join FFI, or do they join your club and automatically become a member of FFI? You join the club and automatically we send in your membership. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and what what what's really made that great, and this is Tim Geek, is I'm, I'm the other Tim. Yeah, we got both Tims. Yeah, the, you know, we do that to confuse people. <laughs> well, that way, if there's gonna, com- that way, if there's complaints, it's like, no, they must be talking yeah. about the other yeah. one. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to refer to you as Teflon Tim now yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, so that's an old uh, <laughs> <laughs> nickname. Of course, on the golf course, I was known as Salty. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Tim Geekus has rebuilt our website, and I... I I would challenge anyone. I don't. Th- it's the best uh, fly fishing website in the state of Texas and probably in the Southwest. It's 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 really good. Like the fly fishers here, uh, uh, it it describes who's doing the fly tying, has bios, photos. It's engaging. We sent out a newsletter to over a thousand people. Yeah. Now they can unsubscribe if they think that, you know it's not that good. <laughs> but you know, but, but in fact they don't. They love it. Yeah. And and uh, Tim Geekus is we 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 had a uh, let me go back to the well, beginning. And this, what, this, this, one this, thing I think you guys sure. are doing too is I was getting emails because I've spoken at your club before. You have. And I think at least twice, maybe three times. Yes. And. I got. I'm on your newsletter, and you guys are sending out. Are you planning on attending notifications right. for the event? Which I think is great. It gives well, people yeah. the reminder. Yeah, one of the things yeah. we've done is we've integrated our website with the membership program. So we assume you're going to be a member. We just take that position, and everything is here. If you're a member, you can log in and access special member pages that the average person just logging in won't see. Okay. So it's a kind of a two-layered website, and it manages your membership. You have full control over changing your your locations and all your personal information or what to keep and what not to keep. And then uh, access to, like, where the best fishing spots are. Well, you have to be a member to see those um, where we have our local fishing spots. Okay. Those yeah, sorts of things. Member benefit program. Yeah. But Tim Geekus is the, is the, uh, uh, the brains behind putting that together. To go back last year, th- this – time last year when we had October fish we had 53 members okay we had a, a, a website that didn't work you couldn't go on and, and log on and you couldn't uh, register for things you couldn't pay for things it was a mess so Tim Geek is, is, is solely responsible for turning that around which has is, is made our club work and as a result instead of 53 members with a, a, a problematic uh, system we have 160 members and everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the websites and, and the forms of communication that's uh, the people in a way that they want to get it, uh, I have bad news. If you don't like social media, it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. So what, what's happened is, is Tim Geekus is, is bringing not only our club, but the Texas Council of Fly Fishers International into the 21st century. <laughs> we're not neanderthal anymore <laughs> so uh the event next year is going to be october 21st through 23rd that's correct friday saturday sunday just yep. like always and it's going to be in kerrville though it is going to be in kerrville because of 
gosh, we've our numbers have just been almost since last, you know, since we've made these improvements, our numbers are almost doubling each year. And so we're going to go to the, uh, it's the Kirk County Youth Event Center, and it's a brand new facility, relatively brand new, 20,000 square feet of indoor space. Wow. It backs right up to Flat Rock Park. We get dedicated a space at the park. It's got uh, entry, you know, uh, where you can put your, your kayaks or canoes in. Run to the Guad. Right in Guadalupe. The yeah. big, big water, too. Yeah. And uh, it's run, what's nice, it's run by a professional company, uh, Spectre, that they do uh, arenas, convention centers, uh, conference centers. So they have a whole array of tables of every kind, chairs. It's all part of the deal. Yeah. And it's, it's professionally run. It's locked up at night, you know, and it's... It's a one-stop shop. Everything's exactly. done there. Yeah. Don't worry about any headaches. Yeah, they have food and beverage uh, licensing and so forth. So whatever we need, it's not like patching things together with different entities. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a legitimate... It's a, it's, it's, I'm not saying other things are illegitimate. But it's, you know, you have that, uh, you can make long-term plans. We also have... Uh, oh, yeah. We Schedule also, years out in advance. Yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. also have a room block at the uh, Wyo Ranch Hotel. Uh, room rates throughout the country uh, in the hotel industry have really skyrocketed. Yeah. And so uh, they've gotten so high. That's one of the other reasons we uh, decided to go to Kerrville for next year, is room rates in Fredericksburg have gone, whether it be B&B or motel, it become extremely expensive. It's yeah. a very popular destination. We're only talking about 22 miles from here, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a, like a room rate at the Wyo Hilton that's uh, roughly a third the rate in Fredericksburg. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, no, we're, it, we're trying to make this event affordable for everybody. Yeah, yeah. so know, families can come out. Exactly. And it's not yeah. this. And, and, oh, we got to save up for a few months just to you know or, stay exactly. there, or, or we have to nights. like live in a tent or whatever you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And that, the family thing, um, we might put up bring that out is that's one of the places the club has changed yeah we're used to with the old image of fly fishing was the old white guy sitting back and yeah time flies in the that's corner true. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. and sort of like the vfw <laughs> you know the, the fastest growing segment of fly fishing is the women yeah and well they should be they're probably better at it than men they're oh they, they absolutely are more my wife outfishes me every yeah. time we go exactly out, so. yeah. and so we're focusing on the on the family aspect yep. of fly fishing no that's that's the that's like you said the way it's it's heading anyways right now so right. that's a smart move so this whole change of venue the whole big picture that tim has put together the other tim teflon um, tim right, <laughs> teflon tim is <laughs> encompassing that whole view of the family yeah aspect of october fish and fly fishing yeah make it easier for everybody that's well, great. I, I love that that's great and it's been great out here i mean tons of fly tires i mean there were tons of fly tires over there yesterday and all the tables were full and people taking classes and casting classes, and people are really coming out here to learn. The other thing, you know, when you get into dealing with younger people, uh, I, and I, I, I bring photos around, and people, are, my wife cringes when I pull out fishing photos. And some people, other people probably do too. But, uh, you know, we helped introduce a, a young man to fly fishing two years ago. And uh, this spring he called me and asked if he could borrow my eight weight. That's like for fish 20 to 30 pounds. And uh, if he could borrow for a self-guided trip to Alaska with his uh, his sister and brother-in-law. And I was wondering how he did, uh-huh. okay? And he texted me back. He caught a, uh, it's a king salmon that's between 35 and 40 pounds. It's not a trophy salmon. It's a, uh, it's a fish of a lifetime. Wow. Yeah. And that's like having just fly fished for two years. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, when people see that, it, gives, it encourages them. Yeah. Well, it was, a, I, it was a $100 rod, too, wasn't it? Was it was a, it was yeah. a, a yeah, Echo Base rod. It was a $90 rod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was inexpensive. You had to fight it for, like, 35 or 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, great. I'm 48 fish? degree weather in the cold water. <laughs> yeah. Fish don't care how expensive your rod is. No, no. no fish don't. And they the try. thing and the thing is, even some of the basic rods are very um, serviceable. Yeah. And... uh Fortunately, all the knots worked, and the line was okay. <laughs> Otherwise, that would have popped off. But he caught. And a, he would have been texting you, calling you. No, yeah. but 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 anyway, he caught fourteen big fish that day, and um, it just goes to show, even just a simple little introduction or conversation, can be a big thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're trying to do here. Is it's, it's so it's so make en- it more family friendly. It's so encouraging. Yeah. The, there's a gentleman here uh, from. Uh, the Austin area. Mm-hmm. He said, I brought my, because I, I like to fish with my wife. I'm retired and I like us to do something together. And they, they're, they're super excited. Yeah. And they're having a great time here. Yeah. And they've been here every day. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be there every day next year. Yeah. And so the next. is Friday a full day? Because I know we came out for Saturday and Sunday because of work issues. Fr- but is Friday a full day or do you all kind of do like an evening on Friday? No, generally? no, here's the deal. We, because of, uh, logistics and the places we've had it uh we've set it up for set up on thursday and things start up pretty much around uh noon on friday on friday but but what we we're we're doing this next year is we have the facility thursday friday saturday sunday so people can set up actually earlier and we might do some little things between the clubs with the uh a tournament on the guadalupe or a casting tournament or or something that can encourage all of the clubs to come now the other thing about FFI is that each of these clubs has various fishing outings mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. events. Yeah, we're starting to work with a, a number of those clubs so that we can post, we can you know uh, cooperate with each other and post each other's events that are that can be open for both our members and their members yep. and, and their members and our members. Yeah, and people have responded very positively to oh, that. Oh yeah, people want more yeah. opportunity to fish with people that they they know and get to know more people too. Yeah. I mean, that's and, why we come out here. And there was a guy yesterday, and I said, have you been over to the fly tying thing? Because we have guys that over there that are terrific. He said, you know, I'm not really interested in fly tying. I said, well, but if you sit down at the table and just go along with the, the deal and bring up where you'd like to go steelhead fishing or trout fishing in Colorado, these guys won't tell you just what city to go to. They'll tell you exactly where to go and where to fish because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they've been there like 20 or 30 yeah. times. And so you, there, you can't tap into that kind of information uh, on a magazine. No. Or even online, really. I no, mean, like, you can't. You, you no. can't, it's but not, it's different. And, like, it's not written down. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, yesterday I was talking to a Dutch, one of the fly tires, and it's I Dutch said. Dutch Bowman. Dutch yeah. Bowman, yeah. He's, 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 an, he's, he's on the board of Fly Fishers International. Actually. Okay. On their international board, yeah. And so I said, Dutch, what, uh, what kind of fly to use? He says it's called an intruder fly for steelhead. I said, where's the best, where's the best place to fly uh, fish for steelhead in America? And he said, well, there's two places, but one has the surface conditions are a little s- slippery. So he went, he went down, and, and, and it's in Washington State on the whole river. He says what you do, and here's where you stay. And I mean, you, you, could, you can't access that kind of information yeah. now. I think at events like this, people are so willing to share information too exactly. and help each other out. Yep. And well, they'll give each other flies and yeah. say, "Have you tried this?" And yeah, yep. 
Yeah, even on our leases, we have a lease program, which you brought up before, and uh, we have three leases. And uh, if you're out there fishing, I mean, and you're not catching fish, and there's a guy come by, he'll say, how you doing? You're not so good. The, the kind of thing, members that we have in this is pretty basic to all fly fishermen, mm-hmm. is that they'll say, well, why don't you try this? This is working for me. Yeah. Here's a couple flies. Yeah. You know, it's, you just don't. If you were on the golf course, people wouldn't give you golf balls, I'll guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're pro V titleist yeah. golf balls. Yeah, well, and some flies, you know, they get yeah, <laughs> Exactly, but but it's it's uh, it's encouraging, and it's really nice to see uh, such polite people. How did you guys fare during COVID? Because I know the Alamo Fly Fisher, the club I'm a part of, they had a real hard time. A lot of older members, they couldn't really meet, and it's kind of fluffed out. They're try, trying to get it back going again, but how did you guys uh, stay active? Because, I mean, it's it's a lot of work to put on an event like this. Well, last year, sure. last year we almost didn't have the event. Yeah, we had okay. the support of the county. That was really the key. Really? Okay. Yeah, we, we went to all of the county entities. The, some people were under the false impression that it was some kind of permit. They, they don't issue a permit. The, the county judge calls the shot. And the, and the county commissioners are involved. And um, anyway, you know, you've always got somebody in the background saying, geez, I don't know, is that is yeah. safe? But, but anyway, we, we, so the county judge had us, had us uh, prepare a, a COVID uh, preparedness plan. Okay. okay, it was a pretty lengthy, I don't know, 10, 12 pages. Mm-hmm. Taking people's temperatures, a, a paid independent uh, private security guard. The whole bit, and we did we conform with all those things. Okay, and that's what you brought to the judge, the county. Exactly. Like, well, hey, I had this to is, submit this it. is our plan of action. This is how we're going to keep people safe. This is what we're going to do. And we were the only entity uh-huh. in the in the fourth quarter in Gillespie County mm-hmm. that got a that got the okay from the judge to do an event of this magnitude. That's awesome. And yeah. we had, we had over two hundred people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And nobody got sick. Yeah. Um, how do you guys, I know it's paid, this is a paid event. That's true. Yeah. And so, uh, what is the cost? Is the cost going to be the same next year? And then what does, what do people get in return for, uh, buying a ticket? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let uh, Tim Geekus is good at explaining those things. The cost, we, we think it's going to be the same next year. We think our costs may be about the same, even moving to Kerrville. Um, basically... One stop shopping, one ticket buys you in. There's no other cost. We think lessons should be free, so all the lessons you want to take okay. are free. And that's different than other events because some other right. events maybe be free to get into, but if you want to take a class, right. you class. have to pay per well, class. In, in, yeah, that's an a la carte type uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. approach. So you can come to any class. Your ticket gets you basically yeah. any class right. or sit with any fly tire. Or any presentation. Or the casting instructors. Now, yeah. casting instructors of this type, they're certified fly casting instructors. Um, they can cast 80 feet without a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No wind assist. They they break down your your casting stroke really quickly and, and get you improved. Just, if you, There's people that come every day. Now, that to, kind to, of training is $60, $80 an hour. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, in yeah, some instances, it's $100 an hour. Right, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's... Is that something that's worthwhile? Yes. Yeah. We had the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department people teaching people how to fish out of a kayak all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay, is is that worthwhile? It's probably a good idea before you buy a kayak to see if you like doing it. See if you it. even like fishing from yeah. it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good... And they were catching fish. They they provided the the rods and reels, and, and uh, some little girl caught a catfish. I think it's pr- 
some of these people never fished before. Yeah. And um, it, it, it engages them. They, you know, if, if you're comfortable with it, then they can proceed. You mm-hmm. know, some people, you know, might not. And then you can watch the fly tires, tie flies that they tie professionally and they sell in yep. stores. Yep. And, and, that, and that's learn their techniques and they'll share it with you. Yeah, you ask them, like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, oh, I've tried that, but I get stuck they'll here. They'll show you the secret head cement or wherever else, you know, to wire these things together or glue them down or whatever you do. Yeah. It, yeah. It's and, not written and, down. And, plus, and if you're not into fly tying, you can, you can pick their brains while they're while they're tying yeah. and get information that you're not going to find anywhere else. And even if you don't like tying flies, it's fun to watch people tie. Yeah, to just watch yeah. people tie. Well, some of these guys look like uh, the finished product looks like it was made with a machine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's so fine. And yeah. then you're back to the group where you're sharing information. Even if the fly is not what you're interested in, the people around the table yeah. have interesting information to share. Oh, yeah. And you probably want to know which flies work in certain areas. And these guys <laughs> yeah. will tell yeah. you exactly which yeah. fly to uh, use. Yeah. Get, well, given know, the season. You well, know, I was give, looking at Instagram today, and Chase Smith took one of the other fly tires down who'd never caught a carp, took him down to the river right below us, uh-huh. and he caught his first carp. He showed him exactly how to do it, which fly to do. Yeah. And there he is, you know, with yeah. a, a 20-inch carp, 30-inch carp. Yeah. And we, we also engage the community in ways that sometimes people don't know. Um, as an example, Chase uh, put us on to uh, Sid Peterson Hospital, mm-hmm. and they had a stroke awareness uh, event and we went to that and uh with martin old martin mm-hmm. uh, and uh i kind of was telling people if martin can fish he's going to be 88 in december even though you might have some physical limitations you probably can fish too yeah and so they were they were encouraged they some of these people thought they could never do anything outdoors again mm. and they they saw how lightweight the fly rod was and how it worked and they were encouraged and the the, the people that that kept up that uh, encouragement and so forth, and some of them joined the club were the physical therapists, and they were they were excited. Yeah, because some of that physical you, you never think about it, but the rehab for some of these people goes on not for months but for years. Yeah, right. yeah. And so that's something that they want to use as a uh, an element of their rehab. No, and that's great. I know in San Antonio the Project Healing Waters group they go to the BAMSI and work with exactly. um, uh, amputees yeah, and right. they're teaching them fly tying, but they're using prosthetics or, you know, different things. And it's counting as it's literally counting as therapy for them. There's a nurse overseeing it. Right. And they're saying that it's fantastic for these guys to relearn how to use, use their hands and stuff like, like that and tying flies yeah. yeah well it's an interesting way to force your brain into learning yeah yeah and retraining it not is. to mention you're also you're focusing 100 percent on what you're doing too right. it's exactly you know you can, and then it, you and can it, catch a fish on it well not only that <laughs> but if they if they're engaged with a weekly or monthly meetings it's this it's a built-in support group yeah, yeah. everybody that sits at the table has a, has a similar problem mm-hmm. or a similar issue i should say and um they feel more comfortable talking with each other mm-hmm. because they have the same uh, issues. Yeah, they're dealing with the same thing. Yeah, and we kind of had mentioned the Good Fly people also. You know, the Good yeah. Fly people are here, and that's a new club. Yeah, we're going to have them on yeah. after you guys are done. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, yeah. but we encouraged them, and we sent them all of the contact information to all of the first responders within the, the surrounding counties You know, for them to contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got uh, the people from uh, Hill Country Memorial Hospital Foundation to uh, send information on their group to all the employees. 
Oh. And, and, and Hill Country Memorial Hospital is the largest uh, employer in Gillespie County. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's hundreds. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound big if you live in Houston or Dallas. <laughs> but no, but here, I mean, like, it's... Yeah, so many people have so many impacts on plus the, the everybody p- here exactly. too, right? And and but the thing is, is a lot of the, like the physical therapists over at Sid Peterson, these guys and the men and women that are physical therapists, they look like bodybuilders. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm I'm encouraged because they're joining our club. Now we'll have a, a few extra people to help the two Tims uh, carry tables right. and chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the four, uh, the forty-five dollars gets you into the event. You can go to any class. You can check out all the booths and talk with people for three days. For and it gets you for all three days. All it's three not days. per day. Right. And then you get dinner on Saturday. Well, it's uh, we we didn't we called it light snacks, but it, you you tell me if you thought it was light snacks. It was. It was dinner. It was yeah. dinner. It, yeah. Like you, you yeah. leave full. Oh yeah, it was dinner. It was a lot of food. It was like. Uh, Pulled pork sandwiches and gumbo. Chicken and gumbo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it was it was dinner. It was yeah, very yeah. tasty. And, and then uh, that included uh, either a glass of wine or a couple of beers. Yep. And, and the wine the, 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 the wine they were serving inside the uh, tasting room here is $14 a glass. So not, not, not that we paid $14 a glass because uh, Teflon Tim negotiates. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, make you, we'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, also we have the fishing venue. You know, during the event, you can go fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, the Perdinalis. Next year, it'll be the Guad. Which is very rare for a fly fishing oh, yeah. expo yeah. or event like Sometimes this. Sometimes it's just in a warehouse and you're right. walking around. Well, yeah. And it's only 500 feet away. So it's, it's beautiful, yeah. too. I mean, it's right there. But uh, but not to like uh, belittle some of the other events, but usually, a lot of them are, are uh, underwritten by beverage companies, let's say. <laughs> And yeah. and it, they're free, but then they charge, like you said, the a la carte thing. Yeah. But but they're not an aesthetically pleasing sites all the time. Yeah. And and what we're trying to do is make it so it, it's like vacation-like, where people enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not an isolated area that, where there's no services, uh, nice accommodations. What we want is a whole range of accommodations in all price ranges and a, and a lot of different restaurants. And the one thing that people forget about is uh, with the age group, there are some a lot of retirees that are involved with fly fishing. We also want to be in, a, in an area where they have great medical facilities. Yeah. And and if you're, well, even in California, if you're up in the wine country in Napa and Sonoma, you better hope you don't have a heart attack or a stroke because you're going to have to go to Santa Rosa in a hospital. Mm. A couple hours away. Yeah, and yeah. here you're like, we're, we're picking places where you're like, no longer than ten minutes from the from a great hospital. Yeah. yeah, not to mention too, parking's easy. Like I'm assuming it's the same in Kerrville. It is. It's yeah. not a parking garage where you have to hike across whatever. Yeah, there's no cost with it, and it's safe. Yep, these are safe areas. Yeah. Oh, there's been kids and dogs and uh, all kinds of stuff running around yesterday. Yeah, I exactly. didn't. I didn't bring my cat, but uh, <laughs> I have a tw- I, I have I, a tw- I have a twenty pound six ounce I cat that of, I take on a leash. Oh my gosh. I thought about bringing my dog today, but. Uh, he would have been, he's got a lot of energy, and he would be all over the place. Yeah. Right. I got yeah. a boxer, same way. He's, yeah. He's wound up. Really? Yeah. He's all the time. He's ready to go. He's yeah. playful, playful, yeah. playful. Yeah. Well, I guess the big picture for the event is, it's a fishing event, but it's not exactly just fishing, but we provide fishing, provide fishing education, camaraderie, friends, and it's back to that family picture 
it's a vacation type event. Yeah. Mm. You yeah, know, you can come here and you can spend the whole day just fishing a little bit, hanging out a little exactly. bit. Yeah. It, fly, it's like, just not a big marketing event. Yeah. No. And yeah. We're not twisting any arms to sell stuff either. No. We really aren't. We have a little uh, thing that takes less than an hour that's a raffle and auction that helps pay our expenses because there are expenses. Yeah. And uh, it's terrific. But, you know, how, how many family sports can you do? You can't shoot baskets. You can't shoot baskets or hoops when you're uh, 80. And you, and you can't do certain things when you're too young. Yeah. Every, well, everybody, everybody can fly fish. And there's so many different aspects of it. Some people don't care to tie flies. Some people mostly tie flies and it, don't fish that much. Well, and back to the fly tying, we had a um, professional fly tire. She's 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 11, I think. 11, What's her yeah. name? Offhand, I don't know. It was like, it's D-H-I something. It's, it's a really long, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We had a guy uh, yeah. from we, the website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's on the website, and, and it gives the background. And, and with kids, we don't like to. I, I don't like to. I don't like to give out their names. Yeah, too. yeah, yep. no, for yep. sure. I get that. But, but but yeah, that's kind of the deal. But the uh, also we had some guy that was a volunteer from. Uh, he works for uh, Del 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 Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. He had a name that was like twenty six last name. South 20, African. He was South African. He's South African guy, yeah. but his his last name was like twenty six letters. I think it had almost every uh, va- vowel and consonant in the uh, <laughs> alphabet. And uh, but uh, good guy. And you know, some, the, yeah, some of the fly tires though was eighty professional tires, Dutch Bowman. Yeah. Um, well, how about Martin Martin Purse? Martin uh, Purse. He turns he turns eighty eight in, in so December. The big picture, all the way from children. You know, there's yeah. three people of high school age and under were professional fly tires here, yeah, demonstrating, like, teaching people of all ages. There's not many sports where it can encompass such a wide range. Like you said, you have some family sports like football and stuff like that. that well, I, I challenge any sport to come up with a, a variety or a diversity of, of ages between 11 and 87. Oh, yeah. you mean football? You can't run out in the football field. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's even the tennis players. Their ankles or knees go. Yeah. You know, except Jimmy Connors for some yep. reason, but yep. everybody else's ankles knees go. But you know, it, it's just great to see. You know what? It, the other thing is, is it's really encouraging to see young people getting involved with outdoor sports and 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 really nice family activities mm-hmm. yeah. instead of sitting behind a computer twelve hours a day. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, computers are a thing that you have to deal with and you better deal with. Right. Because they're not going away anytime soon. Yeah. It's sort of like the telephone, you know. <laughs> it's just the way it is. But TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't call me. But but the thing is, is that you've, you've got to, you've got to, uh, it's nice to be outside and it's nice to be doing something nice and getting involved with conservation of our lands. Right. And our, our waters. And, uh. And they, they learned an etiquette of how to be nice to other people. Uh, and that's a nice thing to learn. Right. Well, so many of us spent, you know, a year essentially locked up, not going anywhere, doing anything. It's kind of nice to be back out, socializing again, you know, doing the doing the whole song and dance, you know. Exactly. And outdoors, you're social distancing naturally anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And it's, it's I thought it was my breath that they were standing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, six feet. I was thinking, gosh, I should have brushed my teeth. <laughs> I, know, I know we've talked about a lot of resources here, and it's hard to keep up with on the radio, talking back and forth, but we have an Instagram page. Yeah. And it's Texas, at, at Texas Hill Country Fly Fishers. Okay. And if you look at our followers, we follow – you know, a couple of hundred people there yeah. that are all fly fishing resources. Mm-hmm. 
So you can kind of go to our Instagram, look at our followers or the people that follow us, and they're all somewhere in the fly industry. Yeah, and when this comes out, we'll post it with uh, the episode. Yeah, yeah. Well. And, and so that's a good way for people just to have those links and not have to keep writing things down. Yeah. Oh, to guess or I remember. use Instagram for some. Like, I'm like, oh, I know they shared that, but I got to go back. And, but you go back to your page, and it's all right there, and it's like, oh, it's Exactly. Super easy to find. Yeah. Well, I'm excited that you guys are doing this with uh, Honey Hole Hangout because it's uh, it's something that we need. Yeah. And I think it's something people enjoy. It's like when you ju- jump in your car anymore, you don't turn on the radio, just any radio station. No. No, I don't no. listen to the radio at all. No. I either podcast and then music now with Spotify Streaming and, and Apple Music. You can listen to whatever you want to listen to. So why am I going to listen to three songs I don't really care about? To or a cover band that's playing the Beatles music. Yeah. <laughs> And then listen to 15 minutes of ads in between. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, that's you know, and that's the thing. That's The future is now. Yeah. And people that don't en- engage now uh, are behind. Yeah. And we're not going to be there. We're going to be, with uh, Tim Geekus's help and your guys' help, we're going to be where we should be. You Moving know? forward. Yeah, cool. Communicating in real time. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys, yeah. Yeah, it's great. No, it's appreciated. And uh, we will, anything that you need, uh, from us, call us anytime. Okay. Perfect. We yeah. appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And hopefully uh, a couple people listen to this and sign up for your club, or maybe they didn't know about it. And You know, even if they if, if they come to one of our meetings, one of our events, one of our outings. Or come to Oktoberfish next yeah. year. Right. Or just well, they're missing. get on the mailing list. You know, you're going to yeah. get notified of everything that mm-hmm. happens. So. They're going to get notified about yeah. trips that, that they'll that that'll pass them by. Otherwise, it's like a concert. I don't know what kind of music you guys like, but... If your favorite band was in town and you didn't know about it, you say, "Geez, why didn't somebody pick up the phone and call me?" People, <laughs> well, people don't do that. But, yeah. if, you, but if, if you could, if you could go on your computer and say, "Okay, what's this?" Hey, wait a second, they're going to be in town. I think I'll stick around this weekend. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the way it is, and and uh, I mean, they're going to they're going to they're going to be able to fish more often and in better places with more information than they ever have. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank thank you. you. All right. We're back with our second interview from Oktoberfish, and we're talking with Martin Persh. Local legend. Local legend is what we were told. That's what we've heard, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Using the term loosely. (laughs) (laughs) So Martin owns a fly shop in Fredericksburg that I've heard rumors about over the past couple of years, but I could never really find it. And it, and your fly yeah. shop is a little bit of a local legend too. Does it really exist or it, what's it is? What's I know a few people on? from the area and it's just like, anytime you're in Fredericksburg, yeah, yeah. yeah. go by Martin. So tell us about uh, your shop you have in town. Yeah. It's uh, about uh, out a little on the countryside, the edge of just outside the edge of Fredericksburg. And, but I tell you, we uh, I would have liked to have a shop downtown, but they talk six, eight thousand dollars a month. And yeah, that's a lot of money, and a lot of the shops go in and out, in and out. People, you know, new owners and things. But uh, uh, we tried to stay out there mainly. That's what we could afford, and uh, it's about an eighteen by thirty-six foot shop. It's not anything big, but uh, we do have a little kitchen in there and a restroom. And uh, but it's. Uh, so it's been a slow growth thing, but early on, we just, there wasn't a fly fishing shop or a fly fishing club in Fredericksburg. It was all Kerrville, mm-hmm. and uh, so talked with another a good friend of ours that started, and we decided to try one there. And uh, I guess it was two thousand, uh, 
three or something like that that uh, we started the fly fishing club, put it in the paper, and uh, after a, a year we were standing room only. So wow, they had a lot of good good people, and uh, Mr. Collier owned the newspaper and uh, or at the time was managing it, and he said anything we can help you with. So he attended a couple of meetings, and so that's kind of where it started, and that's also then. Uh, uh, we about we started going to Kerrville too. That was a possible customers over there and, uh-huh. and good people, and so we made all the meetings over there, or most of them. And uh, so one time, I finally got elected president over there, and so I was here there as president two years. Uh, but then, the, as the Fredericksburg Club was growing quite a bit too, yeah, yeah. it was coming along real fine so uh, just just everything grew and we went from uh, our shop where we standing room only to a county uh, ag, ag building and then the EMS building that's where we were yeah and, and, now, and I've been to y'all I've been to the meetings when they've been out at the EMS building when yeah, did, when yeah. what year did your fly shop open well, it was two uh, two thousand one. Okay, yeah. wow. so I got oh wow twenty years, twenty years yeah. Yeah. sales tax and everything. So twenty years <laughs> of fly shop's been open, and it's still like a, there's a mystery <laughs> around <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> people have told me, and I've never been able to like been able to find it. But they're like, you got to go by the shop. Um, it's kind of weird. It's a guy's got a shop behind his house, but That's I promise you it's, it's, it's by your house. Yeah, across the driveway. I said, yeah. on good days, I jog to work. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, but it's been very, I couldn't make a living out of it, but I tell you, it keeps you in the game and yeah. talking fly fishing and tying flies. So meet new people. You meet new people and uh, uh, really good people, too. They, fishermen in general are, are good people, but fly fishing people are uh, Cut above the rest. Yeah, a little above the rest, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> Probably get jumped on about that, but that's <laughs> Yeah, don't no, want to toot our own. No, no that's the fishermen <laughs> in general are good. And I, I fished most of my life, and my dad, we lived in Cor- uh, Atlas, and he did a lot of saltwater fishing. And so I've, uh, for about 18 years, had a very good account in Port Aransas uh, that buys flies from me, and, uh, and they resell them. And, so that's been a lot of fun. I love the the saltwater flies are a little bigger than the tiny little stuff, so yeah. they're more fun to tie in a lot yeah, of ways. I yeah. agree. Oh yeah, I agree. I think it's more fun to tie big, meaty fly. Yeah, yeah. You don't want yeah. to tie zebra zebra midges. All no, day? I don't want to yeah. tie zebra midges all day. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you man, sure can okay. tie about <laughs> a dozen in about twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you want to feel productive. If yeah, you want pro- productivity. Yeah, but I, I'm not a production tire. We had a Dale Darling. He was. Uh, up in Colorado for a number of years, had a fly shop or two, and uh, he was a production tire. You know, he'd come in, uh, oh, I sit down uh, this morning and tied three dozen, 18 atoms, number 18 atoms, <laughs> yeah. three dozen. And uh, But he, uh, I learned a lot of tricks to him. We, uh, amateurs or guys that tie some flies, we usually take too many turns of thread. It's yeah. all this. So he had it down fat. Three turns, and that's it. And then do this. That, do three that. turns. Three turns. And he was turning them out fast. Yeah. So we learned some good uh, techniques and things to pick up things. But I I start tying, if I tie three, I may, maybe I need to check emails or get a cup of coffee or 
wander around. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so I think Chase is one of the people. Chase Smith is one of the people who first told me about your shop. Yeah, Chase. And Chase is a uh, fantastic tire. I'm oh, sure yeah. he's oh, bringing yeah. his flies by and showing them off. He is, and uh, yeah, he come in uh, fairly early, and he wouldn't set up with any uh, wholesalers. So yeah. I'll give him some decent prices off on some stuff, and then. Uh, one time he brought in a whole order, and I ordered just at his order from Hairline and dubbing, and uh, uh, when he come in, just you know, he paid what the invoice was. So we gave him some help on it to get started. Yeah. yeah. And I said, you got a niche market here. Articulated flies are good sellers. They catch a lot of fish, but you, I said, uh, but it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And he worked out a deal with he worked with a. Got some stainless steel wire from Amazon, jewelers, tool kit, little pliers and things. Yeah, he makes and, his own you know, articulated. Uh, yeah, makes and his those own things joints. are expensive if you yeah. buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to his website and one of them was like fourteen dollars. I said, man, if I that went up in the tree, I was gonna be climbing trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to fit the pocketbook a little better. But <laughs> no, but he's got six week lead times on those flies, which is crazy. Yeah, oh, he's he's really done real well. Yeah. Hey, I'm impressed with him. He's a really good guy and articulated. He's articulated, yeah. but uh, and doing extremely well. Now he's got pretty much. He's become a carp expert too. Yeah, yep. carp fishing. Uh, uh, so a lot of people frown on it. Still, I know he's catching those things and all that. But we never keep any fish. We look for line pulling. What have been that rod? Yep. And uh, they're hard, a little harder to catch. And but well, when you do. If they got room to run, they'll show you your backing. Yeah, probably hadn't seen it a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Martin, when did you say you started fly fishing? I uh, I grew up in South Texas, and then I uh, went out in sales, a job in uh, Seattle for eight years, and uh, never saw a fly rod. I saw pictures, but yeah, when I went out there, they took a class and uh, bought a rod, and my son was. Uh, about 10 then, he was uh, big enough to go with us. So I caught, sold food, and I went into a lot of kitchens, things, hospitals, nursing homes, and things. And the people, folks in the kitchen, they knew where a lot of the good fishing spots are. Yeah. They, yeah. So uh, we made a, a lot of different rivers and learned a lot about the country. And uh, we didn't get many goose chases. It was pretty, pretty good information. So yeah. We did enjoy catching a lot of different fish. Over the years, and then when did you start fly tying? After that, oh, listen, when I took that uh, class to learn to fly fish in general, uh, some people it hits hard, and other people not so much. I may get my fish from grocery store or something, but uh, uh, no, I uh, started everything: collecting books, uh, hitting salvation stores and sales. We go travel Port Oregon and parts of Idaho and then get. Uh, salvation stores and find pieces, lots of pieces, but bamboo rods. Yeah, found three or four of those over the years, and uh, so I just everything. I just, everything was fly fishing. So yeah, it's a beautiful sport. You don't hardly find trout in ugly pl- looking places. They're always. I said that when I come back to Texas, what I missed most was a snow-capped mountain <laughs> and cold water. Yeah, and, uh, and streams, but uh, we. Uh, we lease trout now, and we have about three leases. Uh, the Fredericksburg Club does. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. Fredericksburg and Kirby. We joined together now. 
Yep. Uh, it, it, it is the Texas Hill Country fly fishers. And, yep. Uh, but we found the different rivers and uh, and rent lease places to fish. And mm. and it's it's uh, winter time. Uh, we put them in about the start of December and then January, February, March. Into March, it's kind of a race then and we start keeping them. So it's kind of a race between us and the coons who's going to eat the most trout. <laughs> but, but it does feel strange gotten one. It just, just, I always kind of started her not too happy about it. But yeah, put so much effort into getting them there. And yeah, then. they're going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're, uh, we get them out of Missouri and uh, they're about $7 a fish, but they're medium size, maybe 14 and then. Uh, we get some larger ones, but they go up to 18. Yeah. And then the hatchery folks, they have these old wore-out brood trout, mm-hmm. and they may be 20, 23 inches, uh, which creates a little excitement. Yeah. They still pull good. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Everyone, uh, everyone's <laughs> clamoring to get one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. That always <laughs> gets the story started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been a great uh, great retirement, and uh, still teaching. Love it. I really love it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your most memorable fish that you've caught? That's a uh, we we I don't know we caught a lot of fish here and there, uh, but uh, size wise, what I can tell you what I didn't catch was walleye. I always people tell me how walleye are really good eating, and yeah, they are. Somehow I never did get around them or didn't have couldn't find them, and, yeah, uh, or didn't catch any, but uh, yeah. I always wanted to do that. My son, he's up there now, and I keep trying to tell him to freeze one up or something, bring it, bring it down here. I'd like to try it. Yeah. And uh, but uh, no, this it, we, you go to a lot of rivers, and Ken folk we have a daughter and son-in-law lives in Colorado, and so got them up fly fishing and went down. We had a lot of nice days down there, mm-hmm. but a lot of days I went by myself and, but. Uh, that's South, uh, what is the uh, Cheeseman Canyon? But I didn't, didn't ever got down in Cheeseman uh, Canyon because it was. I parked on the parking lot and you look down, it's about a mile down there, they say. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, my gray hair, uh, a mile down is one thing, but a mile up is another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I never got down there, but uh, it was a, a nice river. and uh, But it always gave me a hard time. Yeah. I come back. Uh, uh, Denver, and they didn't even ask me if I catch anything. You know, that, that was a give me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I maybe caught two fish the whole time. But usually you go to a fly shop, and they can tell you the size and what what's really hitting. And so uh, yeah. yeah, and I didn't do it this time. But uh, uh, anyway, that was the history on fishing around there. Yeah, and then uh, we did go up to. Uh, San Juan River, northern mm-hmm. western yep. corner of New Mexico, yep. and that's a beautiful river. It's the same thing as pretty much we've got here, like at uh, uh, the lower Guadalupe. The Guadalupe, yeah. yeah. And it comes out of a dam under uh, low at the yep. bottom of the dam, and it'll sport fish year-round fish. Uh, for, I've heard different figures, but like five miles down the river, dead August. So that. Yeah. And then, of course, it'll expand from there. But uh, it is a beautiful river. It's uh, the southernmost trout fishery, year-round trout fishery in the United States. Yep. So it's uh, very popular. 
I heard they had like 4,000 members, but then I thought that was, uh, what's the, the national club? They just threw everybody in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's Same only. Same pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one, there's one <clears throat> Trout Unlimited club in Texas. So if you're a Texas resident, that's your club. Yeah, that's right. your club, yeah. yeah. The largest began by, yeah. by default. But yeah. I said the, the state puts in the minimum size and the. The heavy duty money then puts in the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. And I yep. like the state record. It's about six pounds on trout rainbow. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, there's some big, there's some <laughs> big fish in there. Yeah, they tried uh, what's a uh, German browns, and uh, they tried. I don't know. They tell me about uh, maybe ten years ago, but it didn't take. They didn't last long. They uh, put in about four years ago. Put in rainbow or German Browns again. Yeah. And it seems like they're taking. I think yeah, so. Yeah, they're still stocking the Browns. Yeah. And they're supposed to be more resilient than the, the Rainbows. They'll take a little warmer they're water. Just, yeah. And I'm sure yeah. if you know with the Fredericksburg Club, Browns are about three times the price of Rainbows. No, I didn't get it in the buying end. They're, they're yeah. Three times more. Uh, three times the price. <laughs> so that's what the. Why the, the limits are. Why, they are. you know, they don't put a lot of Browns in because it's a big price. Yeah, you know, I guess you can put wild. a lot of rainbows in, or you can put a few browns in. Yeah. So we'll put a lot of rainbows in, and then we'll put a few browns yeah. in too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think they put it further up, closer to the dam, for whatever reason. I've heard that, uh, but it's a, a really a, a nice fishery down there. Uh, Martin, what uh, your fly shop is called? Country Fly Fisher Shop. shop yes. And, uh, oh, you do have a website, countryflyfishershop.com. Dot com. And uh, what are your, when can people come by your shop? Well, I have a journey starts. I have kind of retirement hours, but I, about 9.30 in the morning, open up. and So whenever you start get, time. whenever you want it to be open, yeah, it's open. And, yeah. And then I, then I <laughs> that's to, a good retirement job. <laughs> it is. What, <laughs> when do you close? I said, that's the hardest question I get. I said, uh, if I'm open, if I'm home, I'm open. So, yeah. <laughs> and they just knock on the front door. I have a little sign if I'm eating supper or something. But uh, okay, so uh, if people want to stop by, they stop by, check the door of the shop. Yeah, it's closed. Yeah, most of the time. No, nah, not most of the time. Now, wife and I were uh, living by ourselves there, and uh, she didn't drive, so I was gone a good part of the time. But now we got kids there, and they're hot doing all the. Uh, taking an HEB and taking her yeah. doctor appointments. Thing. Yeah. Okay. I am there more now and yeah. happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. So, uh, or I'm sure your number's here too, so people could call and see if you're going to be around yeah. before they come out. Yeah. They, yeah. A lot of do. They got used to that over the years because a lot of times they, but a lot of times they're not just coming to the shop like from Kirby. A lot of times they've got other things, doctor's appointments in yeah. there or things, but, uh, it has been kind of a, a drawback for me, but it's it's uh, they've all worked with me. Well, so. it's a it's a retirement job. So. Yeah, but we get a lot of people too that are coming into town from different parts of the country, and uh, a hardcore fly fisherman uh, hard to pass up a fly shop. So a lot of those are new people in, and oh man, they're surprised at the shop. I've got it mixed up with pictures and things, and uh, they. Seem pretty impressed with it. So it's, uh, and so over the years, they come back. If they're in the area, they'll generally come in and buy something. I've had yeah. some good sales from those two. 
Yeah. Uh, are you going to be open today after this event's open? Because we might have to swing by on our way out of town. Well, for you, I'll open up. But Sundays, I, I started closing one day a week. That's Sunday. So oh, <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Well, I'll that's be there. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be back up here. <laughs> yeah. Way at some we'll point. come by and visit yeah. you another yeah. day. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what we live on. Uh, I, I'll be there. Wife sometimes says, why don't you just close it up? I said, no, I'm, I'm here to the end of it, whatever happens. <laughs> I, I'm too, too enjoying it too much. And now my daughter's here, and she's becoming a good tire and ties flies, so I kind of sit around and talk or yep. give yeah. it free advice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's been a – and so we're going to hang in there for a good while now. I'm 87, and, and December of 88 – uh, I used to not be proud of that, but uh, when I tell you when I turned 80, I, you couldn't say it, think it, or write it or anything else. It, it was just old. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty depressing, but I worked out of that about two or three weeks. And, uh, yeah. And now I, now I brag about it. So Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, Martin, what we'll do, thank you for sitting down with us. What yeah, we're going to do is we're going to put your information in the notes, and then yeah. uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners in the Hill Country area. Good. And so I'm sure they're probably learning about you for the first time, and yeah. they're going to make a stop by in Fredericksburg to come visit you next time they're around. Well, we are doing a little more advertising. In fact, I had a graduated college with a marketing degree of 56, but I, I said everything's changed, I think, in marketing, except maybe human nature, and sometimes <laughs> I'm not, not too sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it, they, you do meet a lot of good people. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks. Thanks again for coming on, Martin. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. FX presents Under the Banner of Heaven. This case I'm working on is a double murder. Inspired by the true crime bestseller by John Krakauer. Oh my God. And starring Academy Award nominee Andrew Garfield. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. FX's Under the Banner of Heaven. All new Thursdays, only on Hulu. All right, guys. The next interview we have for October Fish, we have Alan and Steve from Goodfly. How are y'all doing? 
Doing great today. Thank you. We're great. Beautiful day today. It is a beautiful day. Yesterday was real windy, and we were constantly battling, you know, everything being blown off of our table and chasing it down and <laughs> putting it back on the table. But today ended up being real nice. Today yes. is a good casting day. Yesterday, oh, yeah. yeah. Yesterday, yesterday less so. Actually, probably was a good day to learn to cast. Yeah. yeah. In the wind. Yeah. In the wind. And you guys, the are, you guys are both certified casting instructors, too, is my understanding. We are. As of March 2020. Okay. Okay. They okay. have had one additional uh, class or test since we took ours, but so right before COVID. If you if you were watching out here earlier, all the CIs were kind of running each other through the through the numbers and kind of giving skill tests, and uh, <laughs> I was watching quite a bit because there's some pretty oh. good casters out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know uh, Austin Orr? Is he the casting yes. education? It's casting coordinator for coordinator. the Texas right. chapter of Fly Fishers. Okay, yep. And he, uh, we had him on the podcast. He also works for uh, TPWD, TPWD yeah. as uh, with the hatchery department. We had him on, and he kind of walked us and all, the, yeah. all of our listeners through the whole casting certification process and yeah. what all it takes and what the deal is. So, so that was all great. So if Austin is listening... We're going to call him out because we want him to come to a, a workshop so he can see what we do. There okay, yeah. Well, That's great. Yeah, and Austin's a super nice guy. I'm sure he would he would love to help out. So will you guys explain to uh, us what Good Fly is and what y'all do? Yeah, I'll take a stab at it, and Alan can clean it up. But uh, Good Fly uh, is a nonprofit, 501c3. Um, our mission is casting flies to renew the mind and refresh the spirit, and we kind of Kind of chose that as a mission statement because uh, for the fly fishermen out there, that's that's what you feel when you're when you're fly casting, when you're fly fishing. Uh, it is a stress reducing event, so that's our mission statement. And what we do, our purpose is we offer free uh, fly casting workshops um, to reduce stress and anxiety for a group of people. And the, f- the folks we've worked with thus far is we've uh, started with healthcare workers with all the COVID mess going on. Um, did some workshops for them in the uh, in the spring, um, but beyond them, we we do military and veterans. Uh, we've got four law enforcement workshops coming up uh, this fall in November. Um, we also will do uh, counselors, uh, pastors, the folks that kind of help others and kind of take on their burdens and can benefit from that. But abuse survivors, uh, the grieving, really anyone that's kind of got a job or because of life events has stress and anxiety. So pretty wide net. Yeah. That's generally what we shoot to do. So and you said there, what does one of those events look like? So uh, a workshop day starts at 830 with a cup of coffee. So uh, <laughs> we bring people in, we get them registered 830. We begin a little bit of classroom time. So we talk about fly fishing and where it came from and how good fly got started. We take them out on the casting lawn, and we, we teach them to do a, um, a pickup lay-down cast, very basic cast. Mm-hmm. That takes about 45 minutes. We come back in. We talk about equipment and uh, things that they would need to, to fly fish. We go back out to the casting fields, and we uh, teach them to do just a simple overhead cast. And then we do one more kind of educational portion, which is uh, entomology and flies to Nuts. get them familiar with what that is. We do the, uh, the roll cast, bring them back in, we feed them lunch, and at lunch we do a little bit of a knot uh, exercise where they can learn to, to f- tie a few knots. Yeah. And in the afternoon we go out and fish with them. And 
through that process, uh, we're, we're teaching on the lawn because people kind of get stupid when they get to the water. <laughs> they're, they're too focused on the fish. Um, but our real goal, I mean, th- that's how the, the workshop goes. We, we end about 4 o'clock. But the real goal is just to give them a great day. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's almost like our way to give back uh, to them for their effort. Uh, every one of our groups, because of their either life situation or their job situation, puts themselves uh, at risk for their community. And that's what we want to say. Just come have a day with us where you can forget about all that stuff and you know, walk away at the end of the day and say that was a great experience. So you guys are in College Station. Um, are y'all mostly working in that area, have been doing things there, or are y'all traveling around? I mean, obviously you're at this event, but are y'all traveling around and doing workshops in other areas, or how are y'all managing? Sure. Our kind of strategic plan is that we will do a couple of years locally, mm-hmm. so in the College Station area, Bryan College Station, mm-hmm. Brazos Valley. Years three through five, we'll be branching out further into Texas, so we... we do workshops just about anywhere in Texas. And then beyond that, we'd like to launch and push out across the United States. So uh, when did you guys officially start? Um, we got our IRS approval uh, June of 2020. We kind of did all that paperwork uh, during COVID. Yeah. Um, June of 2020, we did our first workshops. It's amazing how many good fall. things start during COVID because yeah, we, start, we started during COVID. Right. Literally March of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got furloughed and was like, I got a lot of free time on my hand. You know what would be fun? Oh, a YouTube channel. <coughs> yeah. Started making YouTube videos and then, oh, you know what would be fun? We could do a podcast too. You know, yeah. and the ball gets rolling. and Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was really worthwhile in that respect because the, the paperwork uh, is is fairly burdensome and it yeah. takes a bit of time for a 501c3 we yeah yeah and we had yeah. the time so and people told us you know that it could take you a year to get the, the certification or the all the paperwork done and that and was pre-covid it could take a year right it didn't yeah i mean it, it happened quickly and i don't six months about six months yeah i don't wow. know why that happened you know steve and i we would call ourselves co-founders but there's a third co-founder mm. uh rusty dunn who was our instructor through the uh, casting instructor certification process, mm-hmm. and um, you know Rusty inspires us because he's a he's a guy that's all about other people. We 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 joke sometimes with him about you know we've never heard you say a a, a self grandizing uh, thing in your life, and so that's part of this is we're just out for other people. So, yeah. so what um, what made you guys decide to start Good Fly? Mm-hmm. There's, so Alan and I didn't know each other before uh, Rusty, the third member, kind of got us together, and we reached it different ways. I, I, I'd been fly, cat, fly fishing for 30 years, but never taken a lesson, and uh, was going off to uh, my youngest daughter graduating from high school, and we're going to do a little trip for her. She wanted to go to Belize, and so I kind of looked at that, and I thought, well, you got to cast a little farther, you know, to the bonefish in Belize than you do on the trout streams in New Mexico. <laughs> So I looked up uh, through Fly Fishers International and found Rusty, and Rusty gave us uh, gave me a couple of free lessons and stayed in contact with him. And Alan reached him through a, through a different means, right? Through Real Recovery, a, a yeah. pastor friend of ours, mutual friend, um, was talking to Rusty about getting uh, fishing buddies for for Real Recovery. Yep, and he said you need to talk to Alan. So I 
did a couple of uh, retreats with Real Recovery with Rusty. Yep, and we're both Real Recovery guys, uh, volunteers Same, fantastic as well. It's yeah. awesome. Organization. And really kind of a model for, for us yeah. in this yeah. whole endeavor. And uh, I said, hey, Rusty, I'd, I'd like to take some lessons and become a CI. And he said, just so happens I've got another guy that's kind of on the same track, and y'all are about the same point. Uh, Steve's much better caster than you are. And, <laughs> he, did, uh, he did say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then we started this journey to get to, to CI. Yep. And Steve and I had talked a, a number of times about what do we do with this. You know, when we, we've spent a year and a half of our lives developing these skills, we could, often, uh, we could offer casting lessons, but w- what beyond that? And that's kind of where this came out. You know, you get to a place where, in your life, where you've done well enough that you want to look for opportunities to give back, and so that that was that was kind of Rusty's uh, influence. There was Rusty would never take a dime for any casting instruction we gave, and we thought that's where we want to be, and what could we do with it? And there's, you know, we've mentioned real recovery, and there's lots, you know, casting for a cure was out here. You've got uh, Project Healing Waters and Rivers of Recovery that deal with vets, and uh, there's just a lot of great organizations out there. And what we know, you know, back to that mission statement, is that fly casting is just by itself. We think is kind of calming and relaxing. Yeah. Fly fishing, they've they've really demonstrated uh, with vets with PTSD is is beneficial. Yeah, it, it improves their sleep quality, reduces their stress, reduces their anxiety. Yep. For extended periods after these events, and and you know, there are organizations that are out there for them. We didn't want to encroach on that too much, but we we wanted to throw a wider net, so to speak, and kind of say, you know, if you if you've suffered, you're dealing with these kind of things. Good fly can be for you, and so we're, as Alan said, we're because the the net is so wide, we can work for a good while there in the Brazos Valley and kind of try and uh, reach out to all those different groups there, but. We do think, and we're kind of using this time to work on our model a little bit, the product a little bit, and, and tweak things and add things and remove things. And we, we think we're kind of in the 80 percentile solution of what good or right looks like. Yeah. You know, we we recognized on the way back from our actually testing for CI in uh, Lake Charles that there's got to be other guys like ourselves who are CIs but don't have anything to do with this skill. And... As a, uh, a point of reference, we can all kind of talk the same language. So we could go to anywhere in the country and pick up a couple of CIs, and we've all been through the same training. We all have the same skill of casting. And well, it wouldn't take... Mostly, I mean... Right? <laughs> yeah, we've seen some guys today that are, are above us, but, um, but we can reach into that group and say, hey, I know you have this skill. What are you doing with it? And would you join us to do something good for your community? Almost like a franchise where we go train them to do a workshop and then they carry it in their community for themselves with Good Fly kind of as the overall organizational umbrella. Right. Okay. So kind of like you would almost like individual chapters because it's kind of like the real recovery model where it's like you have real recovery that's larger and then like you have the Texas. We have, there's three, even three, Texas is divided into three separate Uh, regions. And we might do that too. You know, in in Texas, there's 50 certified casting instructors Mm. in a a state of how many million people. Yeah. 
So they're dispersed, mostly in the big cities, but dispersed around the state. So we're probably going to have to break Texas up into regions, as you do, I would think, in any kind of uh, business. You can't just say, okay, we're going to handle Texas. And it's, you know, <laughs> one guy goes, okay. Um, so within that model, we might say there's a, a West Texas uh, region, a North Texas, South Texas, East Texas, maybe even Central Texas. And like Real Recovery, get a director in that location. Mm-hmm. That's fundraising in the area. I mean, because it's a localized thing. People can buy it, buy into it uh, pretty easily. It's an easy sell because they, they see that, you know, first responders out there right now are under such pressure. People in the hospitals are in, under such pressure. I think teachers are a group that are under a great deal of pressure within <laughs> this whole COVID thing is, you know, I'm, I'm going into a situation where I'm going to be in close contact. I could bring that home to my family. Yeah. That's stressful. So I think there's a lot of groups out there that we can sell or, or get buy-in from that any community could say, I, I can see the value of this for this particular group in my community, but also others. Yep. And within that community, stay there, do that in that community for I don't know how many years. There's, it's an endless the number of people you could reach. Yeah. How how much does it cost you guys to put on a single day event? That is an excellent question. Well, yeah. um, we were talking a little earlier about our coffee service that we have here today yeah. at uh, Oktoberfish, which these guys did the best marketing move you can do at a fly fishing event. <laughs> people come in, it's cold, and these guys are like, "We got free coffee at our booth," and they are getting swarms of people over to we their had booth. A, we had a pretty and steady stream. And then at stream. the same time, they're saying, uh, you know, give them the spiel on good fly. Check Absolutely. Well, and it's good get, coffee, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff. Well, we just this week, we ended up with our, our coffee uh, partner, uh, Polite Coffee out of out of Bryan, um, is a guy that said, hey, I'm, I'm interested in being a part of this. Yeah. Um, they roast coffee there in Bryan. I get to pick it up there, you know, so I can bring it anywhere. But it's great coffee, number one. But that's how our day starts, with a cup of coffee at our workshops. And it's people introducing themselves that don't know each other around a, a coffee pot. Yeah. So you ask about the cost of this. We just bought this percolator because we were buying coffee at Brookshire Brothers or at H-E-B, uh, or H-E-B or at Chick-fil-A or one of the other purveyors there in, in the local area. We are spending too much on coffee. So I, we, we said, okay, we could buy a percolator that does 50 cups, yep. get a partner that will either supply us or wholesale us coffee and reduce our coffee or, or reduce our overall costs significantly. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the spring workshops that we had when we were just trying to figure this thing out cost about $500 a workshop. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. If we had uh, 10 people there. Fifty bucks a person. Okay, and it's free. How many people? It's free to the people. It is free to them. Yeah, yeah. It's one hundred percent free to whatever group we're working with. Um, I mean, there's there's sunk cost that we really don't calculate into that. So you know, we carry insurance. Mm -hmm. We've got rods. We've got line. We've got flies. Those things are kind of sunk that we figure into our kind of annual operating budget. But the the workshops, it it comes down to uh, food. it kind of becomes the, the, the biggest expense. Yeah. 
food. Uh, we've purchased the rods, and, you know, we've kind of amateurized that out. Um, so we, we offer coffee, breakfast foods to get you there in the morning, get mm-hmm. you going. Uh, we've got uh, Fatties on the Fly has produced, uh, has been uh, supplying our, our flies. Perfect, yeah. I don't know if y'all have, y'all have talked to them yet. Fantastic story there. Yeah. Um, Millican Reserve is where we have our workshops. Uh, it's a conservancy, so it fits right into our conservation ethos. Um, and they have been gracious enough to let us use that, that facility for free. Otherwise, it would cost, you know, $1,000 or more uh, an event. Yeah. Just for the venue, yeah. Just for the venue. So, you know, as a nonprofit, uh, we entered an agreement with them is we'll come out and help you with your conservancy, um, teach fly fishing, help. They're having uh, Pumpkin Palooza this weekend uh, at Millican Reserve, which is their community event around, you know, the October area. Uh, and we've said, hey, when we don't have workshops, we'd love to come out and help with that. Yeah. So there's a mutual kind of community opportunity, I think, for us to reach into these communities as well and say, hey, we've got this, this, this thing we're doing good for your community. Can you partner with us? Um, our limiting factor probably cost-wise per workshop is the venue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been very blessed, I think, to yeah. have uh, Millican Reserve yeah. on our team. As, as we, we were talking about expanding, as we... As as we expand, that's a thing we look for. Is we really, as a nonprofit, we really need someone that's gracious enough to to gift us a venue for yeah. the day. And you know, the venue we need, kind of what we got here. We need a nice building where you can do some in- indoor instruction and give folks coffee and their lunch. You need a casting area that's not on the water, and then you need the water kind of for the afternoon where we can fish. Yeah. So. How how are you guys doing your fundraising? Because it's free to the people. How can people support you if they wanted to support? So we, we have a website, and there's opportunities to donate. Is it goodfly.com? Goodfly.org. Okay. And there are opportunities to donate through the website. Um, we, we are kind of learning some of this, but we're, we're participants this year in a funding drive for nonprofits that I think kind of goes through the state. But for us in Brazos Valley, it's called Brazos Valley Gives. Um, and it's kind of a, uh, it's actually on Monday, <laughs> uh, the 19th, uh, or the 18th, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday the, the 19th, ni- Tuesday the 19th. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- those are principally them at this point. Are there other things we're looking at for funding? Well, on our website, there's merchandise, uh, yeah. that people can buy and that, that all the profits go to, go to good fly. Um, we are attending a lot of festivals like this and talking to people. And uh, we've got a couple of uh, benefactors at this point that have yeah. said, hey, I'm willing to, I, I, I want to stand behind this. I, I believe in this. Here's a chunk of money to get you going. And as you need more, let's talk. Uh, and we would love to have more like that. We're applying for grants yeah. uh, as we can. So like any nonprofit out there, you we fundraise. need support. Yeah. Right. And in the COVID era, nonprofits were a hard sell. I mean, yeah. people are drawing back, pulling back of their giving. And a lot of nonprofits found a point where they had to say, okay, we can't do everything we need to do or want to do because we're not being able to get the, 
the funding that we need. And, and, and the sponsorships are, are really important, it, particularly we're talking about cost per workshop. Um, the, the, the outstanding thing we're still trying to work on is, is the food cost, which, yeah. is, which is our biggest cost that's per workshop. So um, I guess the plug we would make is we're looking for a partner with that. We, we've uh, talked to HEB. They're, they're, they're looking at us a little bit. Brookshire Brothers, another grocer that uh, has helped us out some. And so we're, 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 we're looking to partner with someone that can kind of let us uh, work at a wholesale level with our cost, and that would really help that spread help, the dollar yeah, a little bit. It really yeah. would. And like I said before, we're trying to give people an experience where they walk away and that say, that was really nice. Yeah. You know? So feeding them and feeding them something that's tasty. Yeah. You know, uh, we're not looking for bottom dollar stuff, uh, but, but also it needs to be economical for us. Yeah. Right. Uh, what has been your feedback that you've gotten from doing – <laughs> the the good fly events from the people that have attended sure so at the end of each event we we put out a a little one sheet survey you know how was the venue how was the food how was this and really the comments that that re, uh, resonate with me are hey this is an event I would have ex- expected to pay for yeah yeah I felt cared for today so Steve yeah no that's it we we. We asked for feedback on the facility. We asked for feedback on the food. We asked for feedback on the instruction. You know, I'd say uh, nine out of ten of the folks that we uh, work with are absolute novices. They've really not picked up a fly rod, and so they just wanted the experience. Um, and we kind of gear, you know, Alan talked through the cast we, we teach, which are kind of your three basic casts. So we kind of gear our instruction towards them. And I would say generally the feedback's been really positive. So mm-hmm. we... We are looking for things we can improve, um, and we've gotten a few things from them on just uh, uh, vocal, you know, being more vocal and letting the sound carry the way it should. But the level of instruction we're we're pretty pretty pleased with. Um, we asked them um, if they're interested in continuing with fly fishing because our our model, of course, is a one day workshop. Right. Well, a one day workshop gives you some exposure, and you know, they catch a fish and they're they're hooked, so to speak. But but carrying that forward, um, we really want to hand them over to the local fly fishing club. And if right. there's not a local fly fishing club, create that local fly fishing club. And we'd really, you know, we because of our uh, desire to have casting instructors, Fly Fishers International casting instructors, uh, as our instructors, we really want these clubs to be uh, FFI clubs, yeah. ideally. So... Um, so feedback generally, I think, has been very positive. Folks leave and they say we've had a great time. It felt like uh, an experience by itself. It felt like a retreat, and that's really what we want. Um, very positive so far. No, that's great. How many uh, retreats have you guys done so far? Or not retreats, but how many uh, workshops? We have done five uh, workshops. We've done five workshops and then a workshop to start training some additional instructors. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So this year we've we've done one uh, veteran workshop that we had good participation at. Um, in November we've got two workshops for our uh, healthcare workers, and then four workshops for local police departments. We've got two for the Bryan Police Department, and two for the College Station Police Department. Oh, wow. that's okay. awesome! Yeah, that is awesome. I think you guys are doing a good thing. Yeah, well, thank that's you. That's a really cool idea, and. 
like you guys said, hits a niche that already isn't hit with real recovery or casting for recovery, but I think, you know, is is important to hit these other guys that are providing a great service to our community as well. Yeah. One of the things early on we found out that was important to the participants is that they would have a plus one that could come with them. So mm-hmm. through all of this, through any kind of struggle, uh, people have support around them. Right? Yeah. And the person that's supporting them to be there for them to be able to share that with it was, it was important. Yeah. And it's been a great, um, I think, added bonus to our workshops. Yeah. So if someone signs up, they can bring a plus one. Yeah. They can also participate in individually, the, individually if they, if they at, like. at the event. That's Absolutely. great. When we initially started, we, we we weren't thinking that way. We thought we, we've only got so many spots. Mm-hmm. We really want to, you know, we started with healthcare workers. We really want to maximize the number of healthcare workers we get. And and the feedback we were getting was, this is COVID. I'm, <laughs> I'm working 60 hours a week already. I don't want to spend time away from my spouse or yeah. my son. I, I want to spend time with them. And so, and those are the people that have been supporting them through whatever they've been going through. So yeah. it, it, it really does work well to have that plus one. And some will bring their spouse, usually a spouse, mm-hmm. and we separate them when we give them their instruction. <laughs> yeah. Find that yeah. much better yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Is there a part of your retreat where like a uh, real recovery, they do courageous conversations uh, is there an aspect of that type of uh, talk with people that are going through that, or are you guys just we're going to have a great day? We're going to have a great day, and it it is part of that. So we recently had some researchers from Texas A and M who work with veterans, uh, kind of on self care. How how can you, um, what kind of things can you do during the day just to calm yourself to 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 get back to a, a good point. So, like, one of the things we do when we go out to the casting fields, I'll just say, okay, close your eyes. What do you hear? What do you feel? Let's, let's let all that other stuff go away, but focus right now on, on just right now. And it allows them to just wash away these things that they're concerned with, focus on that cast, and, uh, and just listen to themselves. Um. Things like that, they've encouraged us to just add little things like that throughout the day. It's just a reminder that you can do this anytime. You know, any any day that you're you're feeling a little stressed, okay, close your eyes, take a deep breath, shake it off. Yeah. That gets you back to a, a centered point where you can go from there. Yeah. It's, 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 so we've got them for a day. And so um, we have stayed away from the courageous conversation, but as Alan says, it, it, we, we kind of tried... I mean, the therapy we're offering is is the fly cast. Is the activity right. itself. So, so right. you know, yeah. the indispensable skill of fly fishing is right. the cast. And so yeah. we we really focus on casting so that they can, you know, self-medicate. So they can speak. go home and they can, like you that, said, that's, like. That's they, right. Yeah, they don't have and, to. And they're doing it with a partner. They're doing it with a spouse or a son. And they can go take that thing and then do it themselves. But we, we are, um, we spent some time talking to the uh, real recovery folks here and, and, uh, we think we can do a little more with that. So we've, we've got some experts that have looked at it, and they just sent us some suggestions this week to how we can do a little bit more with that self-care element as we go through the, the workshop. Yeah. One of the things we've been thinking about, um, more, more so on a fundraising side, is whether we could do corporate events mm-hmm. where a corporation wanted to take a group of employees, executives, whatever, and give them a day 
and for a donation, we'd come do that. Mm. Um, we talked to some folks, a couple of different or, uh, folks today or over the weekend that said, hey, we, we might be interested in that. Let's connect later and see how we might work that out. So if there's folks listening that would say, hey, gosh, I don't have a grief group and I don't have a, a group that's under pressure or uh, is having stress and anxiety, but I have this corporation that, w- that, that is looking for days like this that we can give our employees, we would be all over yeah. doing it's, something it's like great. that. It's great. Be great for team building. I would say team yeah. building sort of day. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that what you guys are doing is great. Um, it's I think it's a really cool idea. Hits hits a good market and. Well, that's uh, what you guys are just focusing on, like kind of like this untapped group of people that you know, at least as far as like what's been going on here. There's nobody really covering that right now, so that's yeah. Yeah, awesome. I, I think it's groups that don't even know they need it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're trying to reach sure. those groups. Yeah, they need that day. They're just like, oh, I so needed this. Yeah, yeah. 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 From our standpoint, I know. We enjoy it. I mean, we look forward to the workshops. It's it's a uh, rusty. Our our kind of mentor is eighty two, and right. he's a spry eighty two. Mm-hmm. But it's a full day. Um, but we we enjoy them. We've, we've had to cancel our first workshop here recently, and it was just weather. Yeah, it was just disappointing to to not be able to get out there and spend some time with them. Well, you guys have been in, involved with real recovery. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you walk away from that day, you go, "I got probably as much out of that as that participant." Oh, it's the it's well, the best weekend of the no, year. No, we for sure. we tell people, and when I try to, uh, I'm the fishing buddy coordinator for uh, the upcoming spring retreat. What I always tell people, I said. You know, I do fishing trips. I go fishing with friends. We do the podcast. You know, I got a lot of exciting things I'm doing, but real recovery is my two favorite weekends of the year, yeah. mm-hmm. without a Absolutely. doubt. Yeah. And I do hunting trips and fishing trips and go, you know, uh, we're doing a podcast hunting trip. Um, it's going to be fun, but real recovery Those is like weekends, I yeah. walk away from that weekend and it is, you know, the best weekend of the year. That's Absolutely. how we walk away and we've got – 10 or 15 weekends yeah. a year yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And you go, okay, well that I'd like to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, if anybody was interested in volunteering, could they reach out to you guys? They can. Yeah. Uh, goodfly info at goodfly.org is our kind of corporate email. Okay. On the website, on our, uh, uh, support page. There's an opportunity to fill out a little little questionnaire about hey, I'd like to be a volunteer. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll contact you. And so okay. right now, you guys are wanting CCIs to kind of lead it, but you guys might have like a CCI and a volunteer kind of run a workshop. Together, we need someone of. to manage us. Yeah, <laughs> during that because we get lost on time. Yeah, it's just it's fun being with these people. We're enjoying what we're doing. But we do have to stay on a schedule. So yeah. a manager who is not necessarily a CCI but is interested in the program. Making sure lunch is on time. Things and are going. Yeah. Things are going. Yeah. And, hey, you guys, Alan, chop, chop. You're <laughs> yeah, taking right. too you long. Got, you got and five I am the one. I am the one. I, I'll admit, I am the one that drags the schedule. Alan throws us off. He, he, he missed one workshop, and it just went really smooth. <laughs> so the um, – Steve mentioned earlier that we had a train the instructor workshop. We realized pretty quickly that because of the demand on time as much as anything, that we were going to outstrip our time commitment to this. You know, we weren't going to have enough time to do as many workshops as we could. So we brought some guys in that we knew were good fishermen, potentially good casters, 
and brought them in and said, okay, let's have a train the trainer. If you'd like to be a part of Goodfly, you're not a CI yet. How can we do that? So we brought them in and ran them through a workshop of um, how to tr- how to teach, which yeah. is how the CCI, the uh, Fly Fishers International Certified Casting Instructor Certification, it it you have to cast, but you have to teach. Right. It's an instructor certification. So we were bringing these guys in and said, "Look, we know you had you know how to cast, but do you know how to teach?" And taught them to teach these three casts so that we can draw on these guys um, as support to us when one or two of us couldn't make it. We've got a large group. We need more instructors. But we've trained them in the, we call it the good fly way, which is actually the FFI way. And the other thing you guys have been talking about too is if if they go away from this and there's not a local, local club, you will help them start a local club absolutely yeah Yeah. i think that's awesome too so the good flyway i think we should pull that out a little bit so this again goes to kind of our our third partner here rusty but the good flyway alan mentioned part of it but but it's uh, arrows out this is what we want our instructors and the staff to to kind of have in mind when we go into workshop it's arrows out meaning we're thinking about our participants that are here today it's it's kind of about them uh, connection before content, meaning we're, we're more interested in developing that relationship and ensuring we have that set before we're interested in delivering, making sure they know how to do a, an overhead cast. Right. Right. So, so connection before content, and then thirdly, uh, just ex- expertise in casting, so being a good instructor. So that's kind of in that order. That's kind of the way we try and approach it. Again, with the idea being we really want them to leave and, and have the ability to go fish on their own, but it's more important to us that they really enjoy the day and say, oh, that was a, that was a nice experience. Yeah. As, as we send people away, we'd like for them to leave with an ethos of fly fishing. Yeah. You know, so care of the waters that we're on. So good water. Um, good manners. Good manners. So when you're out on the on the water, here's how you act. Yeah. You know, you don't walk through somebody else's cast or or their their pot of fish. Um and then good God because we're thankful that we can be out here in the in the creation that we're being given doing something we love. So we want to send people out with that. Yeah. Awesome guys. Well, thank you all so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Enjoy this has been fantastic. I'm glad to know about good flying. You guys yeah. come come visit a workshop. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to have you at a workshop. I don't yeah. know if we can go into College Station like the actual city <laughs> limits, though. Yeah, well, it's we're we're right, we're right on the edge <laughs> okay. of city so limits. We can, we can wear uh, tech gonna, gear and we'll, gonna, we'll, we will make it out alive. We'll drive we'll. you past Kyle Field on your way out. There. <laughs> 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 yeah, we that we we are uh, equal opportunity uh, workshops. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add some Red Raiders to the team. I think yeah. that'll raise the stock of good fly. <laughs> I it have could. an employee. My one employee is a Red Raider. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you all. Appreciate it. Much. All right, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed our interviews with our three guests from Oktoberfish. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate those those guys who came on and uh, appreciate everybody out at Oktoberfish. Just a little bit of updates for you guys. We're locking down a more permanent schedule for content Tuesdays the podcast is going to come out that's probably never going to change at this point 
uh, Wednesdays, every Wednesday, we're going to have a new article released. And uh, every Thursday is going to be a YouTube video. And that just helps with our schedules to actually like edit all of the content and make sure it gets out in time. Hope you guys check check everything out as we release it. We do have a, a, a website where we sell some books and fly tying kits. Big question we got at the event was, do we have Lano Bug kits? Like that's the, by far the most popular kit, and we don't. But Kevin is going to make some more for us, and hopefully we'll get some in before Christmas. So keep your eyes peeled for that in the next couple weeks. And we're almost out of Steve's signed books. We actually sold quite a few of them out at Oktoberfish. And so if you guys want to get a copy of Steve's book, Casting Forward, uh, I think we might only have two two copies left. So if you want one, go on and snag it. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll have all of our guest links and information in the description of the podcast. And we will see you guys out in the field or on the water. Mm-hmm.